Welcome back to Tabletop Talks for episode three, and today we're focusing on corn. And we have a very, very, very special guest here, the very first one, so hopefully first of many. Um, we have the amazing Ewan Coyle. Hello. It's me. <laughs> That's brilliant, and obviously we're joined by my co-host Tom. <laughs> You're right, guys. Also known as Cadian Undead Forty K. Um, so yes, we obviously we all have Instagrams, so we will say them all now. I am first amongst traitors. I'm Cadian Undead Forty K. I'm Hardcore Underscore Corn. There you go. So ooh. I think that's probably why I'm here this week. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So yes, we are having a corn focused episode today. So. Oh, you dabbled in corn a little bit, and Ewan is a massive corn fan. So we have and someone then, here to fact check us this time. <laughs> and I don't know anything, so this will, this will be good yes, for me. This is your learning episode, Tom. Here you go. Indeed. Obviously, you're just uh, Imperial Guardsman 01, and that's it. <laughs> it's the slight it's bit fine. of Necrons back in the day. <laughs> the, king of the king of the squishy people. King, yes, king of the, the well, Play-Doh, I would say. Oh, that's how I would recommend a, a Guardsman to someone, uh, just Play-Doh. That's yeah, well, this is, this is why me and Tom are friends, because... If I bring my corn army and I ever play against Tom, it's just going to be a slaughter. Slaughter. <laughs> right until I get against the tanks, then it's then it's a bit of a slog. But yeah, the tanks are going to be the problem, I would say, because those are those twenty shot um, Punisher cannons are going to be devastating now. In my my, my, the my new list is amazing. Yeah, yeah, you're really you scared. You guys actually prepare your lists in a way that makes it, you know, sort of semi balanced. Whereas I just kind of go. How many corn berserkers can I fit into the into two thousand? <laughs> Do you remember the ones where we tried that sixty man squad of berserkers, Ewan? <laughs> it's completely yeah. against rules, but we just yeah. put Ewan. We just, uh, just we allowed Ewan to use this like sixty man squad of corn berserkers. So he took like thirty of mine and used thirty of his. And he had this huge bubble of chaos. Uh, the, the entire left flank of the board was <laughs> so <laughs> packed. It was awful. I'm so glad we played lengthways because we wouldn't have fit it the other way. It was that big. It was awful because we were playing on my smaller board as well at the time. Yeah. So yeah, um, Ewan, would you like to sort of introduce Corn? Introduce Corn as our guest today. So Corn, one of the four Chaos Gods, uh, the second oldest of the Chaos Gods, uh, to the grandfather Nurgle, who I'm sure you'll do a podcast about at some point. Oh, of course we will. Um, he's just the god of blood and death and <laughs> anger and rage <laughs> if yeah, you... he, was, um, he was birthed into existence by humanity being yes, too being... bloodthirsty in the 41st millennium yeah which is just kind of fitting for but he wasn't birthed in at the 41st was he he's just become very well, very strong yeah, in, no, the he's just, in the point, he's just so powerful it's, people do argue that he's the most powerful and i would I would probably say that the the least one I'd want to go up against is Corn because well, I imagine. To be fair, they're all they're all so powerful that they yeah, could, they could they could all theoretically get rid of each other, but they just they just do it for fun. They just play with each other they for can't fun. Of the great game that no one yeah. knows the what what will be the end of the great game. Except except Zinch, who thinks he knows but doesn't want to tell. Yeah, him yeah him. apart from Zinch, who's going to lie about he knows. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean to be fair, Corn is Corn is the good the god of like. Many things, many things. I mean, chaos, chaos, war, and hatred, and you know, all of that. He's the most relevant, I would that's say. The, that's the bad stuff. K, he is probably the most relevant god. Yeah, but he's also, you know, the god of some good things like courage and strength, which is, you know, that's 
I think guards, guards, guardsmen need a lot of courage and strength. Yeah, which is why they're so good. <laughs> Every time they shoot an orc's head off, they're technically feeding corn, which is the problem with corn. Is the yeah. fact that I don't think it'll ever go away from the fact of that there is so much war and death and rage in 40k that it would just be impossible to calm it down now at this point. Yeah, it's why I'm so okay with losing on the tabletop because I know that even if I die, corn's happy with me. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. You can't, you cannot lose. No, I can't. I mean, well, no, I definitely can. You really can, but <laughs> you can lose a battle, but you can never lose the actual war. Because corn yeah. is the war. Corn is war. Yeah, he's, um, he's a big red guy with horns. He's basically what you would imagine Satan in the yeah, Christian yeah. to look like. He's, he, he's the... I would say probably what you yeah what you would imagine Satan. Satan looking like is the most the most satanic of all of the space Satan. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, just space Satan. Um, yes. So one of the first topics we will cover, obviously, if I can hold on, let me just get the list up, guys. Just get the list. So yeah, we we write we write little scripts for ourselves in this thing, so we know what we're talking about. Um, because because two, two out of the three <laughs> of the presenters have. ADD and can't keep on one topic. <laughs> yeah, so Tom's the only one that really keeps us on track, and then me and Ewan have rants about everything, which is the problem of having me and Ewan in a chat room together because we just go off on these rants. I mean, we spent how long? 35 minutes before this podcast? About, about 40 minutes before we actually hit record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were fucking record like several times and we all just had a rant about everything. Um, so we've done the slide background on Corn and obviously the the, the following. And um, the main followers of Corn are probably are obviously the World Eaters. Oh, my boys. <laughs> Ewan's boys. Ewan's big, big boys. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I, I thought about... He's a World Eaters, a World Eaters boy. Yes, I've been, I've been, I've only been playing the tabletop Warhammer for two years, three years. I've been, I've been into it since I was about ten. Because you were like, I'm just going to, will you come with me to this store? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll come with you. And I thought you were going to like a corner shop to buy a drink. And you took me to Warhammer in Stratford. I was like, hold on, mate, you play Warhammer? And you were like, yeah, I play, I do Warhammer. Yeah, I do Warhammer. What the hell? Since when? I've been doing it years and I just don't tell people because I feel like no one's into it. Me trying to be the cool kid at college being like, I mean, yeah, I'm a nerd, but I play Warhammer. Come on. Oh, God. Brilliant. I play the the cool nerd game. Um, Yeah, well... (laughs) The World Eaters are my largest army of the three. I also have a Necron army, so you should have had me on last week. Let's That's speak. going up. That is going up. You are, <laughs> you are building that quite quickly, actually, to be um, fair. And I started off doing a Legion of the Damned army, which is something that you guys will have to talk about at some point. But um, Ooh, the World Eaters are my largest. I think I've got about 5,000 points of World Eaters stuff. I would say it's around 5,000, yeah. The majority of which is... As my Black Legion army. Yeah. And I think some of my stuff is worth more purely because it's in points, obviously, um, purely because it's like mostly elite troops, if you think about it, even though in in a world it is army, corn berserkers count as troops. Uh, they're still so pricey. Um, they're sort of non-existent in the Warhammer lore at the moment. Um, after the Siege of Terror, um, the final war during the Horus Heresy, they all sort of disbanded and went off and joined the different Chaos Warbands. Um, and then eventually... Sort of little forces, didn't they? Yeah, Terror. and then eventually Khan went around and found 
every single captain, I think, of um, what was left of the World Eaters and killed them. Um, collecting, he, he, he was collecting skulls for corn um, to try and become his champion. He collected hey, one I, of his I skulls. Bought, I bought you a present. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I remember listening to like an audiobook where he gets the final skulls that he needs to become Korn's champion and Korn raids blood from the skies and everyone that's left just slaughters each other and Khan is the only one left. It's, it's <laughs> that's, just, a, that's such a Khan storyline. Yeah, it? it is. Blood orgy, blood orgy. This is such an explicit episode already. We've already said the, we've already said shit and the orgy. Word. Um, the, well, these were led by Angron, their Primarch, who I don't want to be dead, but let's be perfectly honest. I, I, he, I, think, I think that he'll come back. I have I, faith that he'll come I back. I mean, the last time, the last time he left, um, he, I can't remember who the last person to kill him was actually. Um, wasn't it, um, how, why, I don't understand how people manage to kill Angron. He's such a Badass in the story. He's actually, he's actually a massive wuss. I would love to go into like all of his lore, but it'll take like three hours. Yeah, um, effectively, he landed on when all the Primarchs were blasted out into space by the Unseen Forces. Um, he landed on a planet where he became a slave and fought in the Colosseum and then led an uprising. And on the final battle of that uprising, where he thought he was... <laughs> came and found him wasn't it Just yeah um he was great crusades wasn't it yeah 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 during um i think actually no not not the crusade it would, would have been like the reunification wars or something i don't know yeah, yeah. And he um, found all the marks again didn't he um, and angron was leading a rebellion on new syria the planet he landed on and they were about to fight their final um their final battle before there was like no one left in the rebellion basically and um, on the night before uh, that battle, the Emperor stole Angron against his will uh, in the night, just teleported him onto a ship, and they left, and everyone in the rebellion was slaughtered while Angron wasn't there. Um, and since then, he's been such like a... Do you know, like, the, the emo teenager who goes, like, you'll never understand me, you know, the stereotypical American one? Just the fave. He's he's one of those kids because he just he was basically kidnapped against his will and wanted to die with his brothers and sisters and didn't get the chance and then eventually he goes back to New Syria once he's um, so he so he's got daddy mad. issues yeah basically well he he, bec- he gets given the butcher's nails doesn't he yeah while he's on New Syria he gets given the butcher's butcher's nails which are like these really crude brain implants that just fill him with rage. Um, and he can't have. Yeah, he can't. He can't get rid of them. So then, when he gets returned to uh, the World Eaters as his legion, who were at that point the Warhounds, change that name. Um, yeah. Change the name, and then immediately went to like the head head apothecary and was like, "Look, I have these big nails in my head. <laughs> I want you to replicate them and give them to everyone in the legion." And then they did. <laughs> and and I'm fairly certain that was like, other than obviously everything that happened with um, Erebus and uh, that lot, that was the start of Horus Heresy. I think one of the biggest things was um, 
Lehman Rust getting sent after Angron and the World Eaters because they'd all gotten the Butcher's Nails against the Emperor's will. So just killing everyone. Yeah, well, the, the, when it happened as well, I'm fairly certain they'd just finished slaughtering a planet. So, crazy. But the World Eaters are the most notable of Korn's followers. He's obviously got loads within yeah, got the World Eaters. But the, the main ones are the world, the, oh God, the world Eaters. At least in 40k. Um, I yeah. Can, I can't think of anyone, but I think that's just because my brain is so full of <laughs> World Eaters lore. So we, need to, uh, we need to do an episode on the... Uh, so we're doing the World Eaters now. A really good episode would be um, on the uh, Word Bear. Good one. Yeah, yeah, we definitely need to, I mean, because that's basically the start of the Horus Heresy. Yeah, if, you do, if, you do like a, if you do like a few episodes on the Horus Heresy at some point, you can start with Lorgar and Erebus and all their... Oh no, don't say that name. Yeah, the, the E-words. <laughs> Erebus! No! Nobody likes Erebus. No, 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 the most hated character in the 40k universe. He Erebus. Is. Oh god. Um, so, uh... There you go. That so should we move on to more accurately stuff about Khan before we move on to this berserker rant? Yeah, because the berserker stuff is going to be a rant. It is going to be a massive rant, especially Khan the betrayer. We love the the, the 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 berserker rules now are going to be brilliant, but the fact is they don't have new models. That's going to no, be they don't. Um, so Khan the betrayer was one of Angron's captains. He was the captain of the 8th Assault Company, or, well, more specifically, the Centurion, because that's what they called each other within Angron's Legion. They were sort of sort of loosely based, I think, on, um, like, the Romans, weren't they? In sort of... Yeah, if you look at... Uh, if, you, if any of you want to go and look at what we're talking about, if you look at um, the Forge World model of Khan, you will see the, the look. He looks a bit, I would say, Greek with the, uh, the head thing that he has. Yeah, yeah, he's got one of those I can't describe it. One of those Remind things on his helmet that marks is it, it Mark three or five? Is it the Mark? Th- is it the Mark three Space Marines that have the um? Every sergeant in the squad has the um the little thing on his oh, head. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. called uh, thing on his head. I don't it know marks them out their, their rank, basically. Yeah. Um, and Khan. Oh God, what a what a guy. Um, basically, he was Angron's right hand man because he was the only world eater in the Legion that could talk to him and bring sense to what he was saying, doing, um, <laughs> because they sort of had a, they had a weird relationship. They had a sort of father-son-esque relationship, um, and Khan understood Angron, whereas any other world eater, if they spoke out of line to Angron, would have been killed. And they sent in, like, ten people to try and calm down Angron when he first got sent to the Legion, and he killed all of them. Except Khan. Angron um, reminds me of a, um, a bloodthirsty uh, warrior from Mario. I don't know yeah, why. But a every pissed time off I think commissar. About... Yeah, he's just a very pissed off commissar. <laughs> he's, he's a commissar, but amped up to a thousand and given insane human strength. And uh, and if you add the butcher's nails onto that as well, it's just. Yeah. And the really bad upbringing of yeah. slavery. <laughs> commissar with daddy issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Commissar with daddy issues and the fact that he'd been tortured for most of his childhood. Yes, that is that is very much Angron in a in a in a in a in a, in a, law, in a suit. Well, the thing is about Angron's Angron's daddy issues as well. Inverted commas is uh, he was friends with a guy on Nuceria who sort of became his father figure in the combat thing. 
Um, and then he had to fight that guy in the gladiator pit, and he slaughtered him. He absolutely went through. You got my real dad. Yeah, he he <laughs> killed my dad. <laughs> I think I think Angron had been given the nails, and then they made him fight the guy that was his dad. Uh, basically, and he killed him. And then I think mm. that was the point where he was like, right, we're rebelling. I'm killing everyone. <laughs> um, Khan was, I think the word I'm looking for is emissary. Khan He's, is... Um, I say downfall. It's not really a downfall. It was more... Wasn't it at the... Uh, was it the Isfan 5 drops like Massacre that his whole company was just obliterated? Was it the drops um, like Massacre? There was been. there was an issue at one of the drop sites uh, where the world eaters weren't gaining enough ground, so Khan just killed them. Um, hence, <laughs> hence earning his hence earning his name. The world eaters weren't gaining enough ground, and You're they weren't not moving doing well enough. So Khan just went back and slaughtered them all. And You're not doing well enough. I would do it myself. Yeah, it was, basically. The only reason why Khan was rescued was because of um, Abaddon launching the rescue mission. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. And then obviously him and Angron led a um, a massive world eaters assault on Eternity on the Eternity Wall. I think so. It's poor. Yeah, they, I think they they took that, didn't they? Yeah, they did. No, they did a lot of stuff. Well, back in the in the uh, in the heresy. Yeah. Um. But Khan's biggest biggest thing, obviously, being besties with Angron. When Angron um lost one of his Axes, um, Gorechild, while they were assaulting a planet in the Horus Heresy. Khan went and found it, and he took it to um, one of the uh, Mechanicus, who repaired it. Um, and he's used it ever since. But Angron had this thing about borrowing weapons, where he thought that it was kind of like a curse if you took someone else's weapon. Um, I can't remember exactly how it was worded, but I think it's like, you'll die if you borrow someone else's weapon, probably in the same way that they did. Um, so Khan really took a chance taking that axe, and it, he's used it ever since. Um, it's toothed with, like, dragon's teeth as well. That's quite quite cool. That's my favourite thing about Gorechild. Um, and he's basically just... Anger incarnate now that Angron's not there. Um, I don't really know what he's doing in the lore at the moment. I, I imagine he's somewhere slaughtering. Yeah, I, I imagine he's doing what Khan does best and not thinking tactically. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I've just read something that's really actually quite captured me. Um, in the uh, in the Heresy, Khan was deployed with a squadron of World Eaters, and he was put on Prospero to retrieve the Moon Wolf. And that was to stop um, Magnus Red or any of the psychers actually talking to the Emperor, which is why obviously, right. which is why obviously Magnus would have broken the um, the, the yeah. gateway project that the Emperor was working on. Magnus did nothing wrong. Magnus did nothing wrong. Um, I mean, I mean, he did quite a bit wrong. It was, uh, it, was it was quite bad. He did release loads and loads of demons on Terra and inside. Yeah, yeah, but he was trying to warn the Emperor. <laughs> Imagine just a big figure of Magnus telling me up. Father! There's... Horus has betrayed us! It, and it just be loads of demons spewing out spewing of the thing. Out of him. 
You look a bit guilty right now. It's like a murderer putting yeah. a knife and going, someone's murdered my wife. Yeah. It's like, you, you look pretty guilty right now, dude. Like, it's, it's kind of bad for us not to put you in jail at this point. So um, I can see why the Emperor got a bit paid off at Magnus, to be fair. Yeah, and to go back to something about Corn that we probably should mention, he hates psychers. He's not a big fan of psychers at all. There is no, there are no psychers among the corn um, demons, and psychic abilities actually make the butcher's nails worse, um, which is why Angron killed his librarius. Um, there was only like, I think by the end of his ascension to demonhood, he'd killed every single librarian in his um, chapter, which was. <laughs> crazy um it actually happens as angron is turning into a demon primarch um he's just had a fight with um Robert gulliman um and uh he uh <laughs> Robert is actually fought fought off by uh lorgar who hits him in the side of the head with his mace which just sounds immensely painful um and then Angron ascends to demonhood and the world eaters sort of encircle him as he fights and I think he like bit the head off one of the librarian space marines. Oh god. Yeah, he's basically they they slaughtered anyone who didn't uh comply with what Angron wanted and the librarians were top of the list, I think. So well, I mean to be fair, Corn doesn't like his uh, his sorcery. Corn and Zinch have a complicated relationship. <laughs> they definitely do. True, yeah, so I've just found out it's, it's found three. Um, Khan was believed killed in action. Um, he was fighting Garviel Loken, which I have only just realised that it was Garviel Loken he was fighting. Yes, uh, it was. So that he was the uh, one of the Lunar Wolves that um didn't. didn't he's hurt. um he's one he, of the the first Grey Knights, wasn't he? Yeah, he was one of the first Grey Knights, Garviel Loken, one of the uh, the coolest. I think coolest guys. My favorite, one of my favorite characters in the 40, 40k universe. Yeah. Oh, the one from the Death Guard, who I've forgotten the name of. Oh, the, the uh, Nathaniel Garrow. Yes, Nathaniel Garrow, that's it. He's one of my favorite characters of all time. He's, He's such a good... Super, but yeah, he was um, believed dead because Garvey looking threw him into a bunch of spikes on a vehicle. Oh, yeah, he was impaled <laughs> on the front of... Like, <laughs> and has somehow survived that. <laughs> He was impaled on like a land raider or something. Yeah, just to show how badass he is. He survived being impaled in the chest. Um probably due to his probably due to his second heart. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> more, more than likely. Or his or his or his extra lung. Extra lung, yeah. God. Oh dear. Um Oh god, just uh, he's just such a badass character. One of the one of the great characters in the 40k universe. It just makes 40k so bloodthirsty is 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 Khan. Just one of the one of the purest characters with his lore background. Like well, he's, yeah, because his, his descent into madness. His descent into madness is just like It's such a good story. It is such yeah, a good story. He's, he's constantly the good guy. In all of the World Eaters books, he's he's the good guy. Um apart from the book before they all get the um the butcher's nails. Um that basically that book is about 
how there was like a little uprising within the world eaters to stop them getting the butcher's nails and everyone who was in that little uprising is killed by khan and the assault company and angron um and imagine being killed for not wanting things slammed into your skull yeah imagine imagine <laughs> imagine imagine being killed for not wanting to do that um and... how the vaccine goes for covid oh, oh god <laughs> Oh no! We'll be butcher's nails in our heads. People think they're just trying to implant us with microchips. It's actually the butcher's nails. Butcher's nails. Oh god! I don't need them. I'm angry enough already. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we're about to get onto the angriest of topics because the way I put it in our um, in our notes is literally corn berserkers need update in brackets anger. That's literally what I put on the (laughs) on the thing. So. We'll move on to the corn berserkers because this yeah. is where mine and Ewan's heart sinks into our the lowest part. So we don't have a heart anymore when we talk about this because we will go in on the fact that these guys haven't been updated. Um, yeah, well, they've got two wounds now, which is good. That's I good. Should, I, I agree with them needing two wounds because getting up the board with them is hard enough with one wound. So I, I am glad that they have got an upgrade on their wounds. I think they deserve. I mean, well, if we talk about the positives, they've got the extra wound, they've got a decent movement phase, they're um, very... That's brilliant, such a good thing to have. Yeah, fight twice, and they've already got, like, if if you put them in a World Eaters army, they also get an extra extra attack um, on top of anything that you give them, that you give them an extra attack as well. They get an extra attack on a past charge, yeah, or when they are charged as well. The only thing um, is it doesn't carry over to the second fight phase. So you, what, what, the way it works with the World Eaters army is if you have your Berserkers in a, in, a, in a close combat thing, which you should do if you're playing a World Eaters army, you should at least have your Berserkers in some sort of combat. Yeah. You will do the first turn of fighting, and you will use your charge roll and your extra roll that you get for charging. And obviously, yeah. being, you, get an extra, you get an extra attack as well. Then the enemy are allowed to fight you back, and then you'll do your second fight phase, but you lose the charge roll that you had for charging them because you're no longer you've no longer charged them because yeah. you're fighting them again. So it's a separate sort of phase sort of thing. So um they they so it's quite good. It is really good. You get to pull off a little bit more killy kill in combat than you would for being a normal unit. It is it is really really good for them to have that. Yeah, like for instance, the only the only things I think they have trouble with in fight phases are armoured vehicles or other space marines and that's to be expected but yeah. Yeah. if it's if it's anything squishy it's dead um, so and you, if can, you, you can you can you can stump on guardsmen yeah oh absolutely stumping on guardsmen is so easy guardsmen are very good I've um, recently bought the um, the Sigma box set thing for for the corn section, and I've converted some of the berserkers from there into corn berserkers because I don't like the berserkers now. See, I used I, a bunch of them, and I gave them all to Ewan because I don't use them. So yeah, like, and see, the thing is about that as well is even if you so to get berserkers looking good because they haven't been changed since I want to say sixth edition. I want to say they haven't changed since like yeah, 1994. I would, I would say six. If we're going to put, put like a guess on it, I would say six. Um. They haven't had a new model since 1994, um, and it's now 
what, 2021? So yeah. that's a long time. They've had a lot of... See, the thing is, as well, is if they just took the World Eaters conversion kit that comes with Forge World and turned that into what the Berserkers looked like and gave them updated weapons, bang in, there you go. I would buy that for 35 quid. But, like... No, the heads aren't even that. The, the heads aren't even the problem. It's just, I think the stance could be better. Yeah, exactly. The running ones, the running ones fall off bases very easily when you put them into the case. Yeah. They look a bit derpy, like they're tripping over more than, like, running. They've still got that sort of... 90s Warhammer look about them. Yeah, they've yeah. got like really chubby heads, and their armor looks kind of fat. And then <laughs> shoving these in a um, I guess putting the heads on. If you put these heads on, maybe the new Marines, they might look a bit better. Yeah, but I feel like it, it loses the corn vibe then. Yeah, see, that's the thing that I've done is I've gotten with most of my new World Eaters, like the ones that I have around Khan and um my newer models they're all using warhammer sorry warhammer forge world conversion kits for the shoulders the heads and the um chest plates yeah um because once you've colored those all in they look so cornate it's brilliant it it genuinely does look really good but then (laughs) compared to my uh Corn Berserkers that I started like two years ago. It looks like it looks like they have had their models updated, but they just haven't. And it's yeah. uh, it's one which bothers me. The one head that always always bothers me in the Corn Berserker box set is the sergeant with the helmet on. He looks like he's got buck teeth. He looks like a vampire. He look yeah. He looks like a vampire. He looks like he's got fangs, but his fangs have been replaced with his insides at the very front of his mouth. Yeah, he looks like he should belong in a in a Blood Angels unit. Not a berserkers yeah, unit. Yeah, yeah, it's just it, it just it is crazy to me. And also, when you put these in an army now with the new Chaos Space Marines, you you can see how much they've aged. Like, yeah, absolutely. I I I, ha- I put a bunch of these next to my um my Marines now, and because I have so many of the new Marines, they just block out these models. Like, you look at them and think, oh my god, like they 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 really start bothering you when you put them all in a unit. Which is why I've converted the Sigmar ones because they actually sort of suit my army more. Because obviously, they're that when you put corn berserkers in a Black Legion list, they become the Hounds of Abaddon. Yes, which are a separate, a separate war band, aren't they? Which they follow. Yeah. They don't follow. They follow corn still, but they're they're the followers of Abaddon. But they basically worship corn, which Abaddon's yeah. fine with as long as you're working to the same goal as him. You can believe whoever you want to. Um. Which is good. I think that's quite nice. Again, the word word bearers do the same thing. Like you worship whoever you want, just as long as you're helping us. You you're all right. Stick around if you want. Yeah. We'll we'll let you kill things. We'll let you, you know, shag something. Because let's be honest, that's what Slanesh does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll no one, wants, no one wants to talk about it. But that's what she does. <laughs> you wanna you wanna push some plague into someone's mouth? You can worship, you can worship, you know, Nurgle if you want to. And then if you want to rip someone's head off and let blood rain from the sky, you can worship corn. And if you want to do some sorcery, yeah, Dinch is okay. Just do do what you want. We don't really mind. Do do what you want as long as it's the end goal. As long as you're working towards the great game, we don't mind. Like, yeah. 
our father stopped us from worshiping him as a god, so we found these four gods now. They're kind of better. They let us worship. Yeah, our father stopped. Choose worship. your pick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <It's... laughs> our father stopped us worshiping him as a god, and then one of our brothers was like, "No, but he is a god." Not the chillest, chillest, chillest guys ever. They're just like, we don't care. Just do whatever. It's fine, guys. I think this is the first time the Chaos Gods of Warhammer were ever described as the chillest guys. The chillest, <laughs> the chillest guys. No, I think out of all the uh, out of all the Chaos ones, I think they're probably the chillest, the chillest ones out of all of them. Out of the, yeah. out of the ones, they don't really specify who you have to worship. You don't have to really worship a certain thing. I mean, you can be Chaos Undivided and be a word bearer, like. Yeah. It doesn't really mind if you don't have to believe in any. You can just believe in all four of them if you really want to. You can believe in just one of them. It's brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. I thought this is a good army to collect because they're just all-rounded. They're just really, really good. You want a shooty army, you can build a shooty army if you want a close combat army. If you want a bit of both, if you want a bit of sorcerer in there as well, send it in. Um, Iron Warriors again. Oh. Now that we've said shooty army, I'm getting into Iron Warriors now. <laughs> <laughs> there was a time... When they released Abaddon, I was like, oh, I really want to convert him into a warpsmith. <laughs> Good as a warpsmith, like just this huge, bustling man in the back in Terminator. I'm just like, I am a warpsmith now. <laughs> I've ditched the, I've ditched the Terminator armor. I am now a warpsmith. This is brilliant. It's having all these tentacles come off. If you use Morlafine tentacles on him. You could use that as your um. God, that'd be such a good. I've got into this now. No, let's not. <laughs> Moving on too much from the topic. Back to corn. Back to corn. Yeah. Um, the Berserker models definitely need an update, but I think that's probably for anyone listening who plays Corn or has Corn Berserkers. That's kind of a dead meme because everyone's been saying it for like yeah, I think player would be complaining about it. It's, it's like Xenos though, like all Xenos players. I mean, Necrons are the only Xenos that have got love in the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean the Orcs, the Orcs got um, they got Gazgul back, yeah, didn't they? They got Gazgul, but he looks crap. <laughs> I don't think he looks as good as his old model. I think that the cool thing about Gazgul was the fact that he was this small, this normal size but walk, just a bit bigger. And he was just a massive badass. He's like, I don't need to be big. I just need to be able to punch something really hard and kill it. He was like, Yeah. It didn't need to be like this Primark size. It was just, his model was really good. I loved it. I loved his walking stance, like he was walking through with an explosion behind him. Yeah. Right. One now where he's got like this huge cannon that has like four barrels and like this huge killer claw on his left side, and his head's like this really small little thing in this big mouth. It's, like, it's a cool model, but just like now that he's over, is he? He's over ten wounds, isn't he? Now, so he can be targeted yeah. character. It's just like ah, oh, he can just be wiped off the board in like turn one. It's just all. The um the thing about getting new models though is obviously. New models, they'll go up in price. Oh yeah. So cool. it, it becomes obviously a little bit of a these guys are already between better models. Do I have the money for better models? Yeah, well, do I want to you can get twelve of them in a box? Yeah, corn berserkers you get twelve. Um and I only ever <laughs> this is the really funny thing about how you field them. So you can either field them with a chain axe and a bolt pistol, a chain sword and a bolt pistol. Chain sword and a chain axe, uh, two chain axes or two chain swords. Champions with power fists. Yeah, or if you've got spare power fists lying around, it's basically just easier to get your vehicles dead because you get this berserker that has like four attacks hitting a vehicle with times two strength. Yeah, strength eight hits with, but you get four strength eight hits basically when you're fighting normally. But when you do that, 
what you do is because you take all of the weapons out of the box for all of the um all of the berserkers and put them on half as many models you only get six models out of it yeah. unless you unless you want six of the models running around with dual pulp bolt pistols which just doesn't look very cornate at all it no. actually looks when you get some of the ones that are running on the spot and you've got them with two bolt pistols it looks really funny but it's just not very useful at all because bolt pistols only have you know like of khan's rule where he has that if you hit if you hit if you get a one he just kills he just kills them yeah friendly teammate next to him if they're if they're within an inch is it they're within, they're inch of him. within an inch of him yeah he, he, he kills them he accidentally hits one of his own men and then proceeds it's to not hit. an accident i believe, it's, believe it's not an accident <laughs> I think he grabs his mate next to him, kills him, and then throws him at the enemy. <laughs> That's what I believe. And just like, I will use you as a shield. Just that'll, that'll do. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. So the part, uh, have you watched Hacksaw Ridge where one of the guys, his, his mates just got hit next to him and he picks, his, he picks his body up and just starts using it as a riot shield, just charging at these soldiers with, with a bar. So See, and that, that is the level of grimdark that we need to have a law to be these days yeah, it is, it is awful. Uh, we See, would... what, what you want GW to do is make a um, shield that comes in berserker path oh, see now that that would be interesting um, has a guardsman impaled on it, it. <laughs> yeah. we were talking about this a couple, in um, the Necron episode we were talking about the fact that um, what GW have done now with the actions of the newer models so having them yeah, like a lot, more, imagine, a lot more animated, yeah, a lot more animation in the models. So if they were to remake the corn berserkers, they could do so much with them. Like they could do so much. You could have a guy picking up a guardsman and chainsawing him in half. You could have all of these really cool things, like having just different. You could have it like I would say have a choice of what army you could you could wish to kill. In well, the- see, this is the thing as well is. Uh, I've got models at home from Forge World because Forge World seems to be the only place to do it. And they come with obviously their own bases, and the bases have stuff that are pre built onto them, like Angron's base, because I hate Angron. Yeah, you can he's have got, you've got two guys that he's smashing, and then you've got, got um, his feet. He's got a Death Guard Space Marine, which he's standing on, um, and he's already killed him. He's got an Ultramarine on his right, and a, I think I've painted the other one as like a, a Blood Angel. And he's cut both of them up, and he's just running through them. Um, that sort of storytelling on a base is—it's so something powerful. that some people look for. Yeah, it's really. so powerful. Than a tough to grasp. Oh, so powerful. I mean, yeah, I, on all of my models, I have blood angels on them. Yeah, my, hate them. I, I hate blood angels. I don't hate them; like they're cool. But my uncle collected them, and he has like an entire company of blood angels. He has like. Over a thousand troop models, like huh. space marine models, and he has like a hundred boxes of these models that are all metal because he used to collect them when metal was around. And he has like four land raiders, six rhinos, like six razorbacks, like just a stupid amount of stuff that he's collected since he was like eight. And he gave me one of his blood angels, and I was like, I found out what chaos was, and then I started looking up the lore of chaos, and I was like, I don't want this bloody model anymore. Get Have it you, um, you cut it up and put it on a base yet? Yeah, my very first one, yeah. It's on <laughs> it's on one of my bases, actually. I've actually recently put him on my um I took him off one of the older bases that I I put him on. And I shoved him on my um hold on, I'll see if I can grab it for you both. So you can see what I'm on about. Where is he? Where's he gone? Oh god. 
I think as well after this now, when this episode goes up, you're going to have to put this guy on your story so you can be like, if anyone listened to the story, this, oh, is, the this, this is the model. <laughs> he should already, he's already on there. He's on, the, he's on my profile twice. Jeez, all right. Oh, yeah, sorry, you forgot you've got content to post on your profile. <laughs> <laughs> got so much content. I've got two more things to paint yet. So there is my first ever Blood Angel given to me. Cut up and at the feet of your <laughs> Chaos Lord. At the feet of my Chaos Lord. He looks absolutely beast now. I've changed his weapon as well since I posted him. I've given him a smaller mace so it suits his model a bit better. Hell yeah. So it looks more sizable now towards his model. Yeah. And I spent like an hour on the cape because I wanted to get all of the um the shadowing right on it. The so cape does look badass. Yeah. Oh, so, so good. Um, I think we should move on to corn demons because oh, I've yeah. got some stuff to say about the corn demons, to be completely honest. You see, I am a massive fan of the bloodletters. I do I'm a huge letters. fan of the bloodletters. They I've got don't loads need changing. They don't need changing. But I think they, they don't need changing model-wise. Their models look amazing. But I think they might need a slight rule change. Oh, yeah, yeah. Rules need. I think they... Sh- they... The thing is with saying they need to be more powerful is they are very powerful. It's getting them into the environment that they're powerful. It's the problem. So getting into combat, you can obviously deep strike them in. Yeah, you can. And that is brilliant. That is brilliant. It's a really good aspect of them because you had to put them on the board straight away. It would suck. Um, yeah, they would struggle to get up there because obviously they can be stunned in as well. They have an invulnerable save, don't they? They don't have an actual save save. They, they don't have a save save. They've got an invulnerable save, yeah. and their their rule is as well that when you're doing, I think this is the same for all demons, but I'm not sure. Um, when you do a morale phase, if you roll a one, um, you actually get to bring back like D three demons or something like that, or D six demons. Um, so that's cool because obviously that's just them multiplying but it's a very limited rule especially when you play like we do and we just don't use the morale stat at all because it's pointless yeah the morale thing kind of i think it's it's a really good rule competitively but when you're playing just as mates just randomly just playing like not not a narrative or anything you're just playing the normal 40k and just having fun it kind of feels like it gets in the way a bit and takes a bit of time if they made um, it simpler, great, but... Yeah, it's a bit... It, uh, I think people are going to be like, how dare you not use the morale phase? It's the <laughs> key phase in the whole of the 40k universe. How dare you not use the bloody morale phase? And we're going to be sitting there just like, yeah, but the problem with the morale phase is that we just... We don't really care about our troops running away. And it doesn't make sense either yeah, within, no, within, within the armies that we're using. Way, it just wouldn't... I don't feel like it would happen. Like It's, just it's, a, guard, it's a guardsman that jumped out of a bush and went... Boogly, boogly. But, no, but even, even if a guard... I don't think a guardsman would run away because if you have a... Comm- uh, in the, in the narrative-wise, if a guardsman ran away, he would get shot. Like, yeah, purely, I mean, it, it, it specifically it's, it's states in, in the guards, but in the infantry handbook given to all guardsmen when they join... You went on the, uh, the handbook. If, if you run away, you will get shot. If you, like, don't you run away, your own weapon, you, you will, will get shot. shot. If you don't awful. clean the blood off your weapon, you will You'll be whipped. It's, it's like, there's one of them which is like, if you, if you commit suicide with your weapon on the battlefield, we will, we will literally we will whip, your whip your family. family. 
And it's like, whoa, it's like, so you can't even choose to shoot yourself because if you do that, your whole family are going to get punished for it. It's such a detailed book. What was it, Tom? Like, The Loss of Limbs. It was teaching uh, you how... Yeah, to... yeah. How, 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 you, how you can create uh, battlefield wounds and what is a flesh wound. and Loss of limbs. And it's just like, well, that's clearly the most... The, the most up there to a guardsman is loss of limbs. Like, if anything hits a guardsman in the 40k universe, it, you, you're dead, let's be honest. Yeah. You're a normal human. If a bolt around hits you, you're dead. If a demon around hits you, you're dead. <laughs> if a tentacle hits you from a tyranid, you're probably dead. If you get acid spat in your eyes, you're very, very hurt and probably we, um, But the thing is about all of those, all of those things about, you know, being shot at as a guardsman, it makes sense because they yeah. would run away. But it doesn't make sense when you're a fucking immortal demon <laughs> and you're getting yeah. shot at. Oh, no, I need to run away to conserve my uh, immortality. Yeah. But those, those are the things that could be changed by the rule books. And that brings us on to our, our final topic, the different codexes for the different corn units. They don't actually have one. Corn demons, yeah, I think. I, in... They have a demon book, so you obviously yeah. have the Chaos Space Marines Codex, and you have yeah. the Chaos Demons Codex, which yes. is okay. But I feel like event, what they're doing now, obviously, with separating Grey Knights in a separate codex and separating, you know, Dark Angels in a separate codex, rather than them all just being in the same Space Marine Codex like they used to be back in the day. Yeah. Um, Obviously, some of them haven't been, so like, I don't think some of them have their own codex. So I don't think Raven World got their own codex. World Eaters don't. World Eaters got their yeah. own segment of um, Fate and Fury. Yeah, I think, I think all the Legion should have just been the Chaos Codex, but I think when it comes to demon-wise, I think that they should obviously, now that obviously Thousand Sons have their own codex, that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, But because Thousand Sons and Death Guard have been given their own one, I feel like I feel like World Eaters should be given their own one now that they've been given their own one. Well, here's the thing about that, is it makes sense to give the legions that represent a god their own codex. So obviously so the all the and yeah. Black Legion should all be in the Chaos one Space Marine codex. in the Chaos Space Marine Codex. But the ones that separate a different god, like the Death Guard and like the Thousand Sons and the World Eaters should be given their own codex. Now, two of them have been, yeah. Which is good. That's a really good sign. We are going to go over Death Guard because we looked at the new models. Well, some of the new stuff that had been released the other day, and we loved it. It was really, really good. Um, Thousand Suns obviously have been given started basically the new models coming out really. So with yeah. Thousand Suns, and then obviously the um, the new Death Guard stuff came out, and then now we're just waiting for this one to come out, which is waiting for the World Eaters and um, yeah. the Selenium. Which is uh, our Children. Legion, I believe. Emperor's Children. Is it the Emperor's Children? Okay, so Children, Alpha Legion. Yeah, Alpha Legion's the other one, isn't it? So yeah, I so mean, Children should be given their own one. As would... tabletop concerned, like the fact that we're sort of splitting up everything into a different codexes, like from people coming into the game, it does give you more of a visual representation of what's actually out there. It's yeah. like when I when I started Guardsman, you just you just see the Cadian on the box, but then it's you look into the wasting money because when you yeah. buy a codex like that, if you're only using it for the World Eaters section, you're bu buying all of this extra stuff that you feel like you won't ever use because yeah. you won't pick up that army, and it feels like you've kind of wasted half. It. I mean, when I pick up a Chaos Codex, I look at it and I'm like, well, all of these things represent 
my army, like because they're Black Legion, like they're the main, they're the main warband in the chaos sort of area. With obviously being having Abaddon as the warmaster and stuff, everything is kind of based around him in that codex because it is basically his army. But when you've got corn in there, you kind of look at it and think, well, why, why are these guys being fought into a book with a character that has nothing to do with them? Like, Abaddon and the World Eaters aren't connected in any way, shape, or form. I imagine Abaddon and stuff like the um, Alpha Legion and armies like the... Armies that don't have, like, a significant god that they worship in, in ways, they would obviously go to Abaddon because they have nothing else really to sort of command them as an army. Obviously, they have, obviously, they're, like, you know, they're generals and all that shit. And yeah. they're champions and all this stuff but they don't uh, because all the primarchs are gone bar obviously now having um mortarian and magnus the red back which is amazing by the way um such a such a good thing that they're back um but it just feels like the world is being pushed away and to the side and it's really, think... really horrible to see because there's such yeah. a he was such a good backstory the thing is, is if you bring out their codex, you either bring them out as a legion, or you do like a chaos warband codex where you list yeah. all of the different chaos well, warbands. The now, a, um, they've given a re- the renegade things an actual, actual rule, like a war, a war, or an actual. No, they've given like, renegade chapters and stuff. They've given them oh. a rule. Oh, they've actually given them an actual like a warlord trait, fair and enough. like an actual, it's actually pretty good to see that you can actually make your own legions now and give them their own backstories and stuff. Which is quite yeah, cool. Well, yeah, because then you get to the point where I know that the, the point is that you're giving a codex to a legion that realistically in the law doesn't exist anymore. Um, yeah. The world it is technically are either exist in very, very small number or don't exist at all. And any of them that do still exist are the ones who are technically loyal to the emperor. I really hope they don't phase them out. That would they be something would, really, yeah. really if they phase them out well, the thing that, that made me think they weren't going to do that was the the um the marvel comics um stuff that has been coming out from warhammer there was a primaris space marine in um world eaters colors which made me slightly happy but at the same time I don't want my loyalists back get rid of them yeah. imagine now if the space marines come up with their like their new They've built like the butcher's nails, but it doesn't have all the downsides to it. And they're building their oh, own chaos marine, building their own corn. Berser- they're building their own sort of berserkers, but they're not actually called corn berserkers. No, I, I think would be really funny that if, would be. if guardsmen had type of technology where they just stick something in a guardsman's brain and see what happens. <laughs> they probably do that. To be fair, normally it's normally called a bullet. To be fair, Tom. Yeah, to be honest. <laughs> It's normally just a commissar shooting a bullet into his head. That's normally what happens. I mean, I've, you know, you've you've got you've got the uh, Ogrins and stuff. You know, yeah, sort of. And yeah, then you've Bogrins got um, just in there. I don't think they need anything else. You've got a Bogrin. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but you, then you have got the Mechanicum. You know, why not? Why why can't we mess around with some more um, engineering of the of the human body? I mean, you've got Ratlins that sort of. They've already basically done that. Engineered but you know, Spaceman is the perfect modification. Well, no, the well, now yeah. the. Primaris is obviously the Primaris Marine yeah. is now the perfect version because um, of that. We've gone over the fact that we don't think we 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 went over the fact that um, 
new one in our last in well in the one that hasn't been released yet, which will be yeah. the time this goes. It should should be last week's one. That yeah. Um, we we were um, talking about the fact that um, the old Marines have been given two wounds as well as the Primaris Marines, and how it feels like it doesn't make sense, but it's good that it's happened because it means yeah. that the old Marines aren't being fizzled out, which is okay. But it feels like now that the old Marines are just like, oh yeah, well we're now the same sort of strength as a uh, Primaris Marine. But if the Primaris Marines went up to three wounds, it would be really stupid. I feel like what they should have done was either brought the Primaris Marines out at the same wound, the same wounds as an average Space Marine, and just given them loads of strength and um, toughness. Yeah. Um, or um, not brought them out at all and given new models to the new the old Space Marines. Yeah. Because yeah. now now the thing is a old world thing. Yeah, because now, now the thing is that the old Chaos Space Marines... I know people would be really angry about that because people do like the old Tactical Marines. But if you're, if you're going to do that, you need to, they, they really need to be thinking about the effect it's going to have on how people think about it because at the moment I'm sitting there thinking, if I'm fighting a Tactical Marine, I technically feel like I'm fighting a, a normal Marine. It just has an extra strength or toughness, I think. Are, are they um, Primaris Marines Toughness 5? Or are they uh, toughness four and strength four? I think they're toughness five. But if they're not can, toughness five, like, come on. Like, please give me strength. They've got to be toughness five. If anyone knows, please do comment or send us a message on our Instagram, please, because it's. It, we, we, I would really like to know that. And I'm not going to go out and buy a whole bloody Space Marine Codex to check if a Space Marine is... Okay, right. So here's the thing about Primaris Marines. They also have a strength of four. Um... But they're just. I think the the lore explanation is that they're just better at taking damage because they're ever so slightly taller. So that well, that represents the um the, the extra wound, which is cool. I like the fact that they have two wounds. That's started but now. Everyone has two wounds. Things off, but now normal marines have been given the same thing. It feels like there's no point in having a, a unit that costs more to have the same thing out of it. So if they're not strength, if they're not toughness five or strength five, then it feels like it's just a bit. Weird, by the fact that you're getting taller marines and they look a bit a lot better, like than the old. Yeah, which brings me to my final thing about rule changes, just for the chaos demons and their codexes. If they ever get corn demons or world eaters, a new codex just for themselves. Yeah, I would love to see the demons get a rule where you know how the the Titanic stuff gets uh, a rule where it scares the pants off of everything yeah yeah, yeah. Um, i feel like demons should get that rule i feel like they should have their, their own type of rule like that where if when they when they come in from the warp i'm not gonna lie if a if a blood letter came out in front of me i would pee myself i would genuinely yeah. you would you'd you'd be you think as a guardsman you're kind of you're not as a space marine, you're prepared with the, the training that they go through before they become a space marine, and obviously all the stuff they go through, going through the training of being of becoming a space marine, giving all the gene seeds and everything like that, and all the new the new extra heart and all this stuff. They're given all these trials and stuff to become a space marine beforehand, and they're they're trained to deal with demons and stuff and prepare themselves for the fear that they're going to feel when one pops in front of them. A guardsman isn't going to be given that training. As, as, as a guardsman, or how to shoot you're, it. You're, you're given be... a lasgun that may have somebody else's blood on. Some, yeah, yeah. some gear that's more worth more than your life. 
Throw it into the battlefield. He's bleeding out. Make sure you pick his, up his gear first. Yes. Then worry about him. Because we don't, we don't, we don't have the uh, technology to remake las guns anymore. <laughs> yeah, we're not in the uh, the age of technology when uh, <laughs> the, the men of iron took over, took over, took over everything, and we lost all of our STCs. <laughs> just around the around the world, we just lost everything. The Imperial Guards. I love how they're such a an amalgamation of sort of forties. I think the only World War Two style yeah. army. I, I think that I think the fact that um a guardsman would be scared if a demon popped in front. I think the only guardsman sort of I think the only type of guardsman that probably wouldn't run away from a demon is either Kree the uh, Krieg ones. Oh, what are they called? Deathcore. Yeah, that's it. Deathcore for Krieg, and then you have the Katachan, who the Katachan live on a planet that is full of crap. Let's be purely honest. It is full of terrifying monsters that are ready to literally pick you up and eat you within a moment's notice. And you're basically living on top of them and it's, with it's, them and sharing a planet. It's the jungle of all jungles. Yeah, exactly. It's a jungle planet full of rubbish. It's literally like living with about with loads of... What, what's the um, predator? It's like living <laughs> with... Instead of just being a single predator, you have a bunch of Arnolds yelling, Get to the chopper! But there's loads of them, loads, loads of them. Living in a jungle together, constantly fighting predators that are a bit bigger and they look hideous, which predators already do anyway when they take their helmets off. Super space bugs. Basically, yeah, they're, they're basically fighting super space bugs. So they're all basically constantly dealing with terrifying bug, horrible, nasty crap. If they get stung by it, they're going to die. If they sit on this plant, they're going to die. If they walk over this type of water, they're going to die. If they fall in this liquid, they're going to die. Don't stroke this frog. It yeah, will kill you. It will kill you. If you if you take a dump in the in the forest, make sure you don't wipe with that leaf because it will Ketchum kill. Is basically Vietnam, the planet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but instead of falling into spike pits, anything you do is probably going to kill you unless you're very very wary of what you're using. So they're brought up to obviously face fears like that. So I feel like, but yeah, demons should have a rule that when they pop in, they should scare the life out of something. At least lower its leadership a bit for that turn. Like, even if it's just something small like that, just make it feel a bit more demony. Yeah, give them, give them, give them like an aura of fear. You know how um, Mortarian's got that aura of plague. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, the um, oh, I forgot what it's called. It's what, yeah, basically drags, drags, near... around, drags around Nurgle's plagues with him. Just give yeah, the demons like that. Um, Typhus does that when you're near him. They, yeah. Uh, it's like a gas that... Well, I don't know what it does, actually. Tyranids it, have it as well. It does... They have this, like... um. They don't have, like, a scare thing. But um, I think Screamer Killers do, actually. I think they have a scare thing. But the um, like the tubes on Tyranids' backs releases smoke and makes them minus one to hit, and they have, like, a special rule which they can take with them. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's a relic or not. I don't think it's a relic. I think it is just... If you give them... Like, if you spend, like, 20 points on this thing, it gives it that rule. And it's really, really good. Hell yeah! You're moving a, uh, moving like a, a kind of effects up the board, without any sort of support or minus one to hit. You, it's gonna get wiped out unless you have loads of them. But yeah, I think yeah, demons should be given that. I think that is a really good one for demons. Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking. Is there anything else we need to talk about? Kind of. I think we've pretty much. I think we've discussed everything we've done a, a good coverage. 
do you guys know what you're going to do next week? Have you discussed the topic for next week? I, I think after the amount of guard discussion, we should probably... The Infantryman's Handbook. Yeah, well, that's that's going to be Tom's law dump for next week. You're taking over next week. I'll do Indeed. the intro and I'll, I'll keep quiet for your guardsman talk. <laughs> we can Jamie, you can quiet if you tried, let's be honest, yeah, mate. We'll do. We know what we'll do. We'll, um, we'll do, at the start of every episode from now on, we'll do one thing out of the handbook. We'll read a section of the handbook <laughs> and we'll take a bit, bits out of it and we'll put, them, we'll put them in the podcast and we'll talk about them. I think that'd be really funny. Take five minutes off of take five minutes of um the podcast and just use just use five minutes at the start of every episode just to go through at least one part of the handbook. Just read a sentence. Just read one yeah, random read one sentence. One sentence, and then we'll just we'll carry on with the podcast. I think that'd be really funny. I think that'd be really really good. That's quite a good idea, actually. I love that. So, guys, I think I think that's pretty much everything we have time for. Um, if you want to follow us on Instagram, it's at Tabletop Talk. Uh, if you want to follow Jamie on Instagram, it is it, for Longs Traitors. And our guest today, Ewan, if you want to follow him on Instagram, it's Hardcore Corn. Um, and yeah, guys, so we hope you've enjoyed the episode and we'll see you next time. See you next time, guys. Bye, everyone.